Hello, and welcome again to Mirror Dimly Face to Face. I am Stephen Herzig, and this is our third episode. Um, and we are going to be exploring, as I said last time, uh, things that Adam lost that Jesus came to restore. And uh, if we're going to really understand some of the needs that we have in our own hearts and some of the causes or the reasons why we don't see as clearly as we might, where we miss uh, clues, if you like, um, of Jesus, his person, his life and his ministry, um, then we need to go back to what caused the blindness in the first place. So in this podcast, we're going to be having a look at the things that Adam lost. And I'm going to read a section of scripture to you just to help bring that bring that out. It's towards the end of chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, and uh, it's following Adam's rebellion. And this is what God concluded in verse 22 of chapter 3. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man is about is, has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now, lest he stretch out his hand, and take also from the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction, to guard the way to the tree of life. So in this passage, man, uh, God has had a dialogue with Adam and Eve following their, their rebellion and eating of the fruit, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they had been uh, clearly instructed not to do. And he draws a couple of conclusions and makes a couple of, if you like, statements but he, he observes that they're going to be able to stretch out a hand and, and eat from the tree of life. And so to prevent that from happening, he drives Adam and Eve out of the garden. And he then says, you are to leave the garden. You are not coming back. I'm going to prevent you. I'm placing uh, a, a, an angelic presence to stop you returning and you are going to be cultivating the ground that uh, from which you were taken. And that is a reference to Adam being created or formed out of the dust of the earth. So there are three, there are three things here that we need to observe or to comment on in terms of what Adam lost. The first one was found in the fact that God sends him out to cultivate the soil. Now, you recall Adam had been given clear indication that he should eat from the Garden of Eden and from the trees and from the, and from the fruit of the, of the land uh, of, that, of that place before the fall, and that these, these trees and the crops just grew without a very amount of effort on his part. But after the fall... He was told that the, that the ground would be would lose production. It would not be responsive to, to Adam and Eve in the way that it had been before. And it would only yield its fruit 
as a result of their labor and hard work and toil. And they were told quite clearly that thorns and thistles would grow up and that there would be obstacles or, if you like, difficulties to overcome in the production of the food that they needed for their own nourishment. That these thorns and thistles or weeds would, would grow up. So the thing that, that God cursed as, uh, as a result of the fall, there were a few things that we could mention, but in the context of this podcast, we're looking at the soil. God cursed the ground or the soil, and it was no longer as responsive and cooperative as it had been. So that was the first thing that Adam lost. He lost fruitfulness from his life and from the things that he put his hand to. The second thing that Adam lost is that he was driven out of God's presence. Eden had been the house where he and God had met, that, if you like, that place, that, that safe environment, which had been where God dwelt and expressed his dwelling, his coming to Adam and Eve before the fall. So Adam and Eve were driven out of that place of safety, that place where God presenced himself and where you know, heaven was expressing itself completely and fully on earth. So he became separated from the place where he and God met together. And it's this separation from God that is the second thing that, that Adam and Eve experienced. They were no longer in the closeness that they had known before. They didn't have the capacity to, uh, you know, to in enjoy or engage with, with God in the cool of the evening, as the scripture expresses. And uh, they, they were there, therefore separated from God's presence and from God's blessing and from God's house. The third thing that is very clearly stated in this passage is that Adam and Eve were separated from the tree of life. They were separated from life, and death was the consequent result. Death actually really is, even physical death, is a separation. It's a separation of, if you like, the soul from the body, the immaterial part of who we are from the physical part. And that has only entered the world as a result of Adam's fall because, you know, they, they chose uh, their own course rather than holding on to and embracing that life that God had promised to give them. So they were separated from God's life. Now, uh, there were other related consequences, which, uh, which we can maybe briefly mention, um, one of them being a, a breakdown of relationship. So we see, we see this consequence uh, written about, uh, these consequences written about at the end of chapter 3, and at the opening of chapter 4, we have, uh, Ad, Cain and Abel being born, and very quickly a conflict of jealousy and strife arising between them that resulted in Abel being killed by Cain and the first murder. So here, very quickly, because we're separated from the presence of God, we're separated from the life of God, and there's greater struggle in our world. There was greater struggle in the production of, of food and, and nourishment 
uh, there was con this conflict, there was jealousy, there's separation between people in their relationships and the tragedies that result from that. So the rest of Scripture really from this point is the story of how God restores his dwelling amongst his people. And it's, as you know, it's a long story. It takes a while to read through the Scriptures, but it starts with God beginning to actually work again with the family, uh, Abraham and Sarah, and, uh, and, and take them out of or separate them from the death of this world and the, 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 the broken relationships of, of Sodom and Gomorrah and so on. He begins to talk with them and brings them the promise of, of, of a son, an heir, and seed, and how he's going to make out of them a great nation and how he's going to make their family expand. And it's out of that nation that he then brings Messiah Christ, who comes to restore the things that Adam lost. And to return all mankind, well, those who choose, uh, those who embrace him, to that garden that we lost. And that is the last few chapters of the Bible, uh, really a very much a mirror of the first two, uh, looking at where God dwells and the people of God again being a part of the dwelling of God and the life of God. So that is really the consequence of the fall and the result of Adam's actions and his rebellion is that we lose, we lose our fruitfulness, we lose our, our life, and we lose his life. And as a result of that, we aren't dwelling where we need to be and we aren't able to, to, to rediscover or to find that dwelling of heart. Now, Jesus obviously came to restore all of those things. And we'll be looking at the next section um, at, some of, at, at the first of those. I think we'll probably start with dwelling. Uh, not. No, I know it's not quite in the order in which things were lost, but we'll start with Jesus promising dwelling and the presence of God amongst the people of God again and how that is significant for us. I think one of the most important things for any Christian is to be able to enjoy the presence of God in their hearts and not just in some meeting or some conference or through some activity, but just know the peace and the presence of God in their own hearts day by day uh, in, the, in the process of life, in the challenges and the difficulties, uh, as well as in the times of silence and solitude and reflection. So we'll be looking at, at the restoration of dwelling, and then we will be looking at the restoration of life and fruitfulness, and all of these things are things that Jesus promised in that discourse to that conversation with his disciples to bring back to us. Well, thanks very much. It's really good to have had this time with you. And uh, if you enjoy these podcasts, please do uh, press the subscribe button or the follow button wherever you receive your, your podcast messages. Um, and that will ensure that you are kept uh, informed as to any future, uh, any, any future ones that uh, are are posted, which they will be. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon. To the next time.